places that Robert Dubio's traveled, it's very difficult um, to limit it down to one or two. But I did want to relate to what people are thinking. And I, I know a lot of baby boomers are thinking, there's a huge amount of people actually thinking of trying to find another great place to live that's affordable on a limited amount of money. And you've done this, right? I mean, in Chiang yes. Mai has a lot of expats, don't One they? One of the motivating factors for living in Thailand is it's much cheaper than the U.S. Yes. Or Australia or Britain. Many English speakers from different countries, Canadians. Uh, we, yeah, we have a thriving expat community in Chiang Mai. I am part of a singing group called Global Harmonies, where we sing Bulgarian and Georgian folk music, very little in English. And our director is uh, an English woman from London. And <laughs> we have Dutch people, we have Norwegian. It's a very international group of expats. And, and, it's, and it seems like people just really do bond in an interesting way. There are all kinds of different cultures and religions, right? I mean, Buddhism yes. is the main religion, right? Of the country, my neighborhood, which is Watgate, it was traditionally the Chinatown. Mm-hmm. But now there's many Christian churches there. Uh, I'm half a block away from a mosque and a mm. madrasa, a wow. Muslim school. And uh, Islam is not extreme in Chiang Mai at all. Mm-hmm. So everybody lives in harmony with each other. I like the multicultural aspect. No, it won't take excuse me here. Hang, hang up on Kaiser. <laughs> no, don't call me now. Sorry about that. Um, you know, it's interesting, too, because it really has kind of been found. I mean, I think you started going there about how long ago? Nine years ago. Wow. So you've seen the difference in nine years, right? Um, it's, it's basically the same pattern. Mm-hmm. The only difference, being blunt, is the air quality is worse oh. in the spring. Mm-hmm. It's our hot season, and that is a problem mm-hmm. in Chiang Mai mm-hmm. for a couple of months. So people Isn't go that to the beach. Time? Or that happens to Angkor Wat around that time, doesn't it? Oh, I don't think it's as bad there. Oh, really? No, okay. because the crops are different. Uh-huh. Uh, it's because of uh, raising corn. Huh. Corn is the worst crop for air pollution. I had no idea. Really? Yes. Hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. Well, you know, the poor farmers, they burn the fields. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I get So getcha. they don't. There's technology where they could <laughs> recycle mm-hmm. and uh, use the leftover corn to produce fuel, but uh, the government is not pushing this yet. Well, I can I can kind of understand that whole thing, but um, you've traveled um, up into the hills, and you've gotten, because you're a shaman, and you, you do wonderful counseling, and you do, you know, some very great spiritual counseling, but, but you've, you go, you've gone up into the hills and met some of the tribal people as well that kind of are close by there, right? Uh, to some extent, there are tribal people, there are also the indigenous people. There's a layer of shamanism Mm -hmm. in Thai culture, which is underneath the Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And uh, that interests me a great deal. On top of that, I was shocked to hear that there's some really nice hotels. I guess most of them are along the water, right? Aren't there nice Four Seasons? Four Seasons is north of the city. Oh, it's north. Okay. So I thought there was tourism pretty close by. There There are... 
many four-star hotels in the city mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, by our standards, they're quite affordable. If you were to go out, I mean, can I ask you bluntly how much it costs for you to live a month in, in Thailand? Well, it, it really depends on what quality of life you want. If you live a typical American life, I suppose it would cost maybe 1200 a month. Wow. But you can live much... That's with your rent. Yes. Wow. You can live much more cheaply than that. You know how shocking that is to hear when we think of what rent costs now? I mean, you're lucky if you can find a studio apartment for 1200 a month. And I now. rent a two-bedroom house, mm-hmm. two baths, a nice yard with mango tree, papaya, banana, for about 280 a month. Unbelievable. $280? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is cheap for the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but it's really not out of line for Chiang Mai. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get a good good deal because of the people I know. It's like, you know, I'm a Chicago native, or maybe the Hawaiian way. It's all who you know. Mm-hmm. You know same thing. Now, when you, you've met other people who have done the same thing, moved there and to retire... Have they found that it works or stays, or is it like when people even a lot of people who come to Maui think they can come to Maui? Of course, the prices here are outrageous, but they don't last more than you know a year, six months, a year. Do, do the ones down there? I mean, you have to go in and out, of course, because I guess it's a lot of money if you're going to try to get past get. You have to get a, a visa. If uh, you have a retirement visa, you never have to leave. Okay. They actually fine you if you do leave. Then you have to pay money <laughs> I didn't to know leave that. the country <laughs> and come back in. I hadn't heard you that. You never have to leave again if you have a retirement visa. So if you wanted to travel, even though you had a retirement visa, they'd it's find you. It's not that much money. It's like oh. um, you have to pay maybe seventy dollars uh-huh. U.S. Interesting to for the exit permit and the reentry. So what would it take to get a retirement visa? A certain amount of income. Mm-hmm. Uh, Per year, or twenty-seven thousand dollars in the bank. So, that seems fair compared to yeah. what some places are asking, right? There's some places that are asking a lot more than that. If you want to move to like New Zealand, and uh, New right Zealand, now. oh I yeah, think it's quite high. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Malaysia, their rules are much more lax, but it's a different culture. I don't. So it's a whole different feeling yeah. in Malaysia. Yeah. Even though it's multicultural. They're, it's not as harmonious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thailand is the land of smiles, and mm-hmm. you know, no matter how people feel, they're always smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and and you've started to learn. You're taking classes still, but you speak quite a bit of Thai. Putu pasatai, young my king. I don't speak it well yet, mm-hmm. but I. But love you can Thai. order a month, a lunch or dinner in Thai. Oh yeah, I can carry on a conversation. I love the Thai language. Uh-huh. It's very sabai sabai. It's very uh, uh, simpatico. It's, <laughs> we don't really have w- oh. harmonious. It's, it, we don't. English lacks these emotional words, you know, mm-hmm. that Spanish has or Thai has. So I think in these different languages, I'm a polyglot. I speak five languages, so it comes in handy. Yes. So, so, but you're not a retirement visa. How? Are not you, yet. What What way have you been living? I've been living as a tourist because uh, I was taking care of my mom the last three years, uh, often, in, uh, on the mainland, and she passed on around Christmas. So I'm seriously considering a tourist visa, mm-hmm. if not this year, then next. 
But with a tourist visa, you can get multi-entry, but you have to do it within a six-month period. In other words, your first entry and your last entry has to be within a six-month period because the idea you're a tourist, so you cannot live there all year round. So if you were to stay seven months, you'd be in trouble? Well, you're allowed to stay three months after you go in. Okay. So theoretically, it could be as much as nine months. Uh-huh. So it's, uh, it's pretty flexible. But you do need to follow those guidelines to a degree. You might get in trouble when you're exiting otherwise. Oh, yeah. They fine you uh, um, about 50 how much do they About uh, $17 a day. Well, that every, could add up. Every day that you overstay your visa. Wow. That's a couple yeah. meals a day in Thailand. I had to convert <laughs> it from baht uh-huh. to $2, because you know, I think in baht. Baht's the currency. Yes. It's it's got to be interesting <laughs> to think of that. It's about 33 baht per dollar at the moment. Uh, is it? Well, yeah. You know what? We were just checking, Kathy, the, uh, what the euro's going for. I was shocked how much it's gone up. The euro's like at 120-something. I mean, I was like, whoa. It just, I think it's 125 or It something. was about 110, 113. It's way yeah. up from that. It's way, way up. up. Yeah. I, I was like, what happened here? Another reason to get all expense paid in Portugal. Yeah. You know, it is absolutely. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. I hadn't thought about We hadn't thought about it that at all, have we, Kathy? No. Nope. You're looking up the currency of what the value is here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's, that's how we be world travelers think. Well, you have to, and sometimes if you think like our world travelers, you you get a bunch of extra euros while you're there, and it's low, and you keep a I little. G- tra- I always you keep have. Some. I do yeah, too. we do. I do too. Not a whole bunch, but enough to take a taxi when you arrive and get you through mm-hmm. the, the the initial the stages. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time it goes down, I might just do that because I don't know what is it now. One twenty-five. I I'm trying to find my okay. app. Oh, there it is. I know. So, so I, you know, and it's so interesting. The thing that's interesting with you is you do go and you go to all kinds of worlds and you travel around the world. And you, you partly, again, you have to because you're going in and out. Are you just rent your house, and even when you're not there, you don't sublet it or anything. You just leave right. it empty, and 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 it's at that low rate it's worth keeping a yes, good deal. Yes, it like certainly that. is. Yeah, especially the neighborhood. It's a very good neighborhood near the river, mm-hmm. and uh, I love my neighbors. I love the Wat, the temple, Buddhist temple, down the street. I'm probably religiously, if I had to identify with a religion right now, it mm-hmm. would be Buddhist. What about health care? Great hospital, walking distance really? from the house. Wow. Yeah. When I almost broke my elbow several years ago, I would go for physical therapy and just pay out of pocket directly. And it was about... Uh, I was paying, oh, I guess about $8 every time I went in, including ultrasound and, uh, you know, hot packs. That's less I mean, the quality of care is really good. Yeah. Uh, Many of us go there for dental care. I have my dentist who does uh, adventure uh, trekking in Japan. She takes her backpack, and she's very independent. She's a great dentist with wonderful fashion sense, which I find many Thai women have. And uh, she just goes on her own to Japan. So when I go to Japan, I'm going to consult with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has gone to places I want to go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the level of culture is very high. The sophistication is high, and yet it's cheap to live there. 
you know, you have this gift that a lot of people, including me, would love, which is like you make connections. You travel the world all the time and have been for ages. And you make connections and you literally, a lot of times, don't even have to stay in hotels anymore. You stay with friends or you stay in friends' houses or people that have places that aren't even there. And so you are really, you know, you have to pay for your airplane. But um, but you're able to do a lot because you know so many people around the world and you stay in touch with them, right? I got this gift from my father who had the gift of gab. And when I was touring many years ago in Soviet Russia, uh, I would meet f- new friends standing in line. You know, that was the national pastime was to stand in line <laughs> <laughs> waiting for some commodity. You know, so I just developed this ability to make friends spontaneously. And I thought, when I was in Russia, I th- thought, why can't I live like this in the United States? So I came back, and I decided to remain open mm-hmm. in my aura energetically. And yes, my life became that way in America. What's your website if people want to, you know, you do wonderful readings. I think you're a fabulous astrologer, too. You've got really the best astro- astrological understanding of anyone I know. Thank uh, you. But um, what is the website if people... It's zarobert.com. Z is in zebra, A, robert.com. Zarobert.com. Yes. And is there a way that... And they can, you also they have can also call me. I still have my Hawaiian number. So 268-8047. Call or text wherever I am because mm-hmm. I keep it active even when I'm in Thailand. I mean, you have friends in India. You have friends in, uh, I mean, all around the world, all across the United States uh, where you, you go. And, and you went to Myanmar and you've been to Vietnam and you've been to Cambodia down there. You know all those areas. And you know some good people who do lead tours down there as well. Yes, I have good contacts in Myanmar and in Cambodia as well. And Myanmar has been in the news a lot. Um, I'm going to be having Dave Mason call him soon, but I'm going to talk to you till he does. Myanmar has been in the news a lot, and you have a little different perspective. It's also so different when you see the news versus what's happening in if you're there, right? I mean, there's a whole different attitude when you're in a place versus what you see in the news about a place. And you were, you've been in Myanmar two or three times? Many times. Oh, many times. Okay. Yes. And you've seen it's become, it's become quite a tourist place compared to when you first started going there. Yes. The tourist infrastructure is quite good. Uh, the problem with the Rohingya, who are Muslim, is that uh, the Burmese ethnic group, the dominant eth- ethnic group, they're Buddhist. And they're rather militantly Buddhist, which seems like a contradiction yes. in terms. <laughs> it's like but that's the way the, yes. <laughs> they are. Very, they want their country to be Buddhist. Mm-hmm. So if you're Buddhist, like the Shan, or in the Thai family, mm-hmm. no problem. But if you're Muslim, it's not a welcoming place. Mm-hmm. Even the, the Christians had a problem under the military dictatorship there, and many of them emigrated to Thailand, where it's much more copacetic. So the Buddhists were even coming down hard on the Christians. Yes. I hadn't heard that. I mean, I definitely knew about the Muslims. There was a British residual, you know, from colonial days. Oh, yeah. So they kept the Anglican churches uh-huh. open, but... It was very neglected. Interesting. But uh, maybe because, uh, well, you know, I had a tour guide last time in November uh-huh. who was Muslim from the capital. Wow. And we were going to all these Buddhist sites <laughs> together. Uh-huh. You know, this uh, Haoli, you know, a Falang, as they would say. And this Muslim, and he's, right he looks you. like a Muslim with the, the beard. 
And we're just going around sitting in the caves, and people are just, like, noticing us, but nobody was saying, get out. I mean, I felt very welcome. Yeah. I didn't feel any tension whatsoever. Well, it's always fascinating talking to you, Robert, and I never know where you're going to show up next, and sometimes you don't know either. But uh, you are here for a little while longer. People want to reach you. They can call yes, you again. until the 13th, 268-8047. Okay. ZahnRobert.com. Thank you so much. Uh, hui ho. <laughs>